I am 52, and with me... I'm Lucy, and I'm 22. And today we're talking about what Lucy missed when she didn't exist. And what she missed was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the John Hughes film covering a kid skipping school in Chicago. And that pretty much sums it up, so I really don't need to say anything else. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't really miss it. I missed it existing in culture, because I have seen the movie. <laughs> Well, and this is a good example of what the show is all about, too, because it's not that you missed it. You did get to see it, and I know yeah. you've seen it, <laughs> but you kind of missed the moment that it came out, and it's more like you have references of references back to it, so you can follow your breadcrumbs back to like all the shtick that came from it, but it influenced quite a bit of stuff. And some things, I didn't even realize how much stuff has been influenced by it by so long, but okay, so let's cover it. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it first then we'll talk about about it okay <laughs> ultimately it's it's the coolness of a character who talks he breaks the fourth wall he's always talking to the camera he turns and is like this person's way dumb i no way they're gonna catch me you know i can do i can figure this out <laughs> so he's always talking to the camera and and sort of breaking the fourth wall that's never been allowed it's one of the big like sticks for the thing. Either I don't know if he stops time because there's points where he literally walks away from a person he's talking to to talk to the camera. It it's possible that he's magical to some extent, and there's a lot of things he does that are over the top. He winds up in a parade. <laughs> he goes to places that cost way too much money, and considering he's handing everybody a five dollar bill to get into places, doesn't seem very likely. <laughs> <laughs> But he is very creative. He makes complaints about the fact that his sister got a car and he got a computer. He uses his computer to, to slip out of school and change his records to show that he didn't slip out of school. <laughs> the principal of the school has a weird obsession about chasing him down to prove that he was missing the school. Yeah. <laughs> He, of course, not only skips, but he skips and gets his girlfriend out and his friend who's, well, his friend was already out. Cameron, Cameron's probably one of my favorite parts of the show. Uh, but Cameron, of course, has a father who's a car collector and he has this vintage Ferrari. They go to Cameron's house to get the car and they get his girlfriend out of school and then they run away to, to Chicago and run around town the way that normal high school kids do. Yeah. <laughs> But his sister's constantly also trying to prove that he is skipping school to, to his parents because she's annoyed that he gets away with it and she doesn't. And mm -hmm. actually, there's a really big scene. And I, I kind of forgot about this until I, I just saw it like a week or so ago. I've seen it many times, I promise you. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting that Charlie Sheen was in this. He That's was the drug who he is. <laughs> I saw him and I was like, why does he look so familiar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's that old guy now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But he's, he's this um, drug addict who's sitting with the, the sister, uh, Ferris Bueller's sister, and 
everybody knows Ferris and nobody knows her. And she's just annoyed about it. You know, typical sort of brother, sister type situation. Yeah. So there's a point where she is driving the car with her mother, nearly runs over Ferris and it becomes a big chase scene. He has to get home. She has to get there and she's driving like a maniac. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's a really fun thing that leads to a big culminating moment where his sister realizes that more or less, they're kind of the same, just she is frustrated that he gets away with it and she doesn't, but she could get away with it. She just doesn't. I think Charlie Sheen is the one who pushes her over the edge with that, maybe? Yeah, it could be. Anyway, in the end, the, the ultimate theme of the movie and uh, no, most notable quote is, life can move pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. High-end philosophy. Very important. And, of course, you always want to put your hair up into a mohawk when taking a shower. Yes, of course. All these things are important <laughs> to note. If you have never seen it, I'm sorry if I just spoiled everything. But <laughs> you should definitely see it. It's a fun show to watch. <laughs> I, there's a lot of notes for anybody who's younger and wants to try to, to, to skip school. But I, I can't imagine they would all work nearly the same way anymore. And... There's an awful lot of luck <laughs> involved in the way his <laughs> schemes work. I'm sorry. It's fun to watch on the show, but like, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I will say he is kind of a genius just because like I've definitely faked my way out of school and it's kind of those similar things. When did you fake your way out of school? I don't know when. I just remember <laughs> I would... I would... <laughs> I'm glad you're going into teaching. I hope that teaches you. Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, you'd pull the, oh, you try to get your head really hot, so that way, you know, when they come to check on your fever, like, your head is warm, or the clammy hands are just kind of a, an easy thing to do. You can always fake getting a stomach ache, because no one can really check your stomach. It's just not, like, a thing that works. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, by the way, but... <laughs> He's almost an engineer in the way that he compiles everything together, just because you, you mm. like he's literally orchestrating all these moving parts and bits. So he's either a like a super genius or a criminal mastermind. So it's just a lot. Like I couldn't think of that. <laughs> that was a quote. That was actually a quote. I looked it up. The uh, John Hughes said of Ferris Bueller, he will either become the president of the United States or go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> It's an interesting, uh, interesting thing there. I noticed, uh, I did also look in the, what was it? Uh, Barbara Bush actually quoted the life moves fast quote uh, in, mm -hmm. in, in one of her speeches. And that's kind of funny because it was, uh, who was it? Ronald Reagan watched it when it came out at Camp David. Oh, wow. Wow. The president just gets movies sent to him because Camp <laughs> David's basically a house. Yeah. Buddy boy. It's, it's, it's influenced a lot of things. And if you've ever seen it, you will probably go, oh, that's where that quote came from. Oh, that's where that came from. Because there's so many things, so many moments, uh, music ads, and just so many things that I have been influenced by over the years. The Oh Yeah song alone is like just used so over the top. Oh, yeah. But it's part of the fun, you know? <laughs> there's a theory out online that uh, the whole thing happens in Cameron's head. That Cameron's like delusional and Ferris Bueller isn't even a real person. And it's just fair. It's just uh, Cameron running off and destroying his dad's Ferrari. And that's the excuse he said is my friend Ferris, who you never see, did it. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's terrifying. 
it, it, well, it's possible though. You could see like I guess that I mean there's an awful lot of stuff that doesn't make sense in the movie. If you really, really I mean the fact that he can turn and talk to the camera, is he talking to us or is he talking to Cameron in his head? But then what about the scenes where he's doing that with Cameron right beside him? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. That's that's one of the <laughs> things where it breaks the fourth wall, and it's really confusing if you look at it. I mean, it's definitely a, a piece you can pick apart, but that's because it's clever and has lots of fun stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Just the sheer moments and bits. and Like, he keeps calling the school. I don't even know what the point of those scenes are. <laughs> where Ferris <laughs> is calling the school and like, oh my god, you're sick? Oh, are you going to make it to the party this weekend? Oh yeah, I'll probably make it. Like, I need a kidney, though. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's <laughs> trying to raise money and save him and he's like this big thing and yet he's going to parties and hanging out and being cool he's like the coolest kid in school that everybody knows and it was one of the jokes when uh, his sister is talking to charlie sheen he's like hey i know somebody you should talk to to help you with this problem if you say ferris bueller <laughs> and he's like you know him then uh. <laughs> It kind of reminds me, well, okay, I realize that this came first, but it reminds me of Phineas and Ferb. Like, if Phineas and Ferb was turned into a kid's cartoon, or not Phineas and Ferb, if Phineas and Ferb was turned reality. Okay, into a real show, not because it is a kid's cartoon. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was flipping up in my brain. <laughs> that's okay. You know, because you've got Jeannie as Candace, and then Cameron and Ferris are kind of Phineas and Ferb, and then All you've right. got Isabella, which is the girlfriend, which, oh, I forgot her name. And, you know, she's trying to bust her brothers. Sloan Peterson. Yeah. I, I actually remembered that because, come on, Sloan, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Phineas and Ferb is probably based off of that, is my theory. But <laughs> Maybe. I mean, to a certain extent. And you could also say that a big chunk of that could be fake, too. Because in Phineas and Ferb, the uh, like the whole bits with Perry the platypus, the, the crime agent who fights yeah. a mad scientist like, out of nowhere. <laughs> It's got to be a dream sequence. Yeah. But maybe it's all in Perry's mind. Ooh, think about that Ooh, one. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> I don't know what a platypus would be dreaming of that would make them think about that. But I don't know if that's the best. I think we can all wonder what a platypus dreams of, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> dad, you never tried to skip out of school I tried, but my dad was never going to fall for it. I don't think I've ever gotten away with I was usually pretty sick. I, there was times I'd go to school and be very sick. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's that's a different, just terrible. It's a different generation <laughs> where you, you would have to be amazing to come up with stuff to be sick. I'm sure I tried because nobody wants to go to school. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that different generation. It's like. I had cholera and went to work. Just go. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But it's kind of the we got to get this stuff done generation. And, and somewhere in between your generation and that one, it was the one we were stuck with. So, eh. Mm. Well, I was just surprised because what? his It was like, you have nine absences? That's terrible. And I remember like me going to school and there were some kids in my grade that were like, oh, yeah, I haven't been to school in like a month. And I'm like... Eh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> cool. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I grew up in a different area than, you know, Chicago in yeah. the 80s. <laughs> well, you just, it was a bigger thing. Well, back then you also had like perfect attendance awards. You got perfect attendance if you never missed a day. We still have those. Isn't that what val- valedictorian is or something? No, valedictorian is grades. <laughs> and attendance, I think. 
I don't know. Not <laughs> a big mess. Had to be like a good representative in society. <laughs> well, so I guess where are we now? What have we what have we learned from all this? It's okay to skip school and abandon regard and pretend to be um oh what's his name? The sausage king of Chicago. What's his name? Ab Norman. Or Abe Norman. Not Ab. Abe Roman. Abe yeah. Roman. Ab Norman. You just saw I know. it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is terrible. I haven't seen it in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> You're the movie guy. I'm just here to add modern fluff. <laughs> that was one of my favorite like cutaways too, because he turns the camera like nobody's gonna bust me, especially not a guy like this. <laughs> <laughs> Touch me and I yell rat. (laughs) My word. So bad. (laughs) It's definitely crazier than I, well, I think I would hope that it's crazier than kids going to school now, just because there's so much like physical tracking involved. So if a parent's like, Hey, where's my kid? I've like, I've got the tracking history to prove that they've been in the house. Well, actually I know kids that would leave their phone. In places to make sure, like, tracking matches where they're supposed to be. Mm, So it's possible to do it, not to help out the kids. But come on, kids. Get creative. You can skip school. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's kind of easier to skip school because we've resorted to, like, oh, you can get that online. Mm -hmm. So you can just cheat it real quick instead of, like, sitting in school all day. I feel like a lot more parents are helping their kids skip school for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. I guess your generation went to school and was like, eh, it's not worth it. Get the life experience. <laughs> <laughs> Better to go hijack a parade float. That's always yeah. the best. <laughs> My generation was like, oh, you know, YOLO. Like, you only live once. Do everything yeah. that you want in your life. So I I think we're the same, but not. <laughs> Just slightly different, you know. Nothing too crazy. I will say the fact that Rooney, like, stalked. Ferris and just went to his house and was trying to break in the whole time. Yeah. Is very chaotic. And that would definitely be a bad time. <laughs> mm. I don't know and any attack their dog. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any <laughs> yeah. administrator that would do that, but it's bad. <laughs> well, he's kind of a he's sort of a buffoon. I mean, he's definitely the butt of the joke. Yeah. He goes through all this effort, and the whole time, Ferris is out having fun. Yeah, that's true. Now, the interesting thing is, Ferris never has to deal with consequences, but Cameron does. Because he's the one Mm -hmm. who has to deal with his dad when he comes home. And do you think a father's going to be sane after he sees his Ferrari through the back window of the garage? (laughs) I mean, I just remember how you were when we knocked over the table that one day, and your computer was on it. And you were... That's, like, the only time I've seen you mad. (laughs) wasn't pleasant so i'm just imagining the severity because it's a physical car rather than a computer <laughs> you were in college at the time so like all your school work was on it yeah so i guess it depends <laughs> <sighs> it, was okay. it was just uh as a, as a parent you lose your mind on a regular basis and just try to hold on to what you got oh well that's promising <laughs> sorry <sighs> making me look forward to the next 30 years of my life Jeez. <laughs> you know, I will say it is weird that they have this really aggressive dog. You ever thought about that? Like that, I mean, that mean yeah. dog was their dog. The family yeah. dog. 
But I feel like it should have been a warning, you know? He should have been like, oh, this is a scary dog. Maybe I shouldn't try to intrude in its space. <laughs> well, but they came across like it was a, you know, a, like a prison guard dog or something. <laughs> it did not come across like a family dog. <laughs> well, it is a Rottweiler, and they're pretty yeah. protective. True. I'll give it that. It's just more of a, like, huh, I, I, you think about that, like, he attacked the dog because it's a scary dog. But, like, it's the family dog. It's their dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Bueller's dog. <laughs> <laughs> also, the fact that he is a teen. Fer- okay, Ferris Bueller's a teenager. He's in high school. And he's, yeah. he's a junior, because we know that he is one year younger than his sister, who is probably a senior and has the car. She got the mm. car. He got the computer. That's kind of the yeah. shit. So he is a junior in high school and somebody sent a prostitute to his house to make him feel better <laughs> yeah that was weird it was that, just so I mean, weird how everyone in the town was like oh yeah get your son better like that wouldn't happen in a suburb of chicago because i don't think everyone would know each other at that point unless they were the mayor's kid or something I, maybe i that's the thing is parents obviously work in chicago not in a suburb they they work in chicago because his dad yeah. was there and I got the impression his mother at least is somewhere on the outskirts. It's uh, it's kind of a hike. So wherever they lived. Yeah. Which I think you can look it up online. They have Like where the, they lived? The locations. Where the location shoots were at. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. People are desperate to do that. You can look it up. It's not hard to do. <laughs> yeah, you pointed this out too when you looked up box office. It made a total of $6 million when it opened. Which was number two that week. That's pretty good, I think. Granted, you know, we are at, well, right now, Barbenheimer opening weekend, which I think they made $30 million <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> so just a little uptick. But Well, Ferris Bueller came in for the year. It came in for 1986. It came in 10th of, for the top grossing movies. So it did very well. And that year was Top Gun. I think we know that one. Mm, yep. Crocodile Dundee, Platoon, The Karate Kid Part 2, Star Trek 4, Back to School, Aliens, the sequel to Aliens, so that was a big one, The mm-hmm. Golden Child, and Ruthless People. Interesting. That, that surprised Ferris Bueller didn't do better on some of those points, but it made $70 million that year. So Dang. Good for Ferris Bueller. And <laughs> John team. Hughes. Honestly, you gotta admit, a lot of John Hughes films are kind of in that same zone where it's a, it's a semi-surrealistic world. That it's almost like a snow globe of a world. Like yeah. it's self-contained. It's all held in. It gets all shaken up, and then it all goes back the way it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it one of the first films to break to break the fourth wall? I doubt it. In fact, I'm sure it wasn't because I know in the 30s there were always detective dramas where they would kind of talk to themselves, but generally face the camera. Oh. I think the thing for me was it kind of spawned Saved by the Bell. I don't know if you remember that one. I was too young for that one. It was, a, it was sort of <laughs> the same thing where a character broke the fourth wall. and mm. it's a, It was originally cast as a teacher story, and then they found out teachers are boring, and they refocused <laughs> it on the kids. And yeah. it was him like always stopping time and telling people what was going on in the story. Mm. and Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Parker Lewis Can't Lose was a heck of a lot closer to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, because Parker Lewis Can't Lose was a TV series based around a guy who could essentially stop time to a certain degree and always wore loud, 
multicolored shirts in the 90s. So you can kind of imagine the coloration. Mm-hmm. Uh, had high puffed hair and uh, more or less kind of got away with things uh, a lot. Yeah. And that's really the shtick with uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's able to get away with things because he just goes for it. And that's probably the admirable part. As far or if there's an admirable part to it. Mm-hmm. Because he goes for the shot. Like, yeah, we'll just take the car. We'll just go to the city. We'll just get into whatever thing we want to get into. Because he goes to the, the Museum of Modern Art. They go to the Sears Tower. They go to the, the restaurant. The, uh, the place where the... Abe Froman skit was in. Yeah. <laughs> they go to a parade, which granted parades are free. So I just, yeah. it's, I think it's also funny that he's always slipping people a fiver, a $5 bill. And like, this is, this is good money. Here's a fiver. <laughs> oh, and they go to a baseball game. They oh, go yeah, to yeah. a Cubs. They, they're in the, in the background. I think either his dad is having a drink or, or, uh, the, oh no, no. It's the Rooney principal. shows up to the bar. Yeah. 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 Rooney's at the bar and it's in the background. <laughs> There's a lot of weird stuff in it. And actually, I think probably the most weird two at the end is Rooney's ride home on the bus. Yeah. There's been so much time getting him into the seat and pulling the bus forward and just doing weird, weird stuff. And it's <laughs> it's a little creepy, too, because if I remember right, that actor had a whole like uh, child scandal thing later on down the road. Oh, so, yeah. Dang. Weird. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of sad because he was a pretty good actor for what he did. But yeah, yeah the past kind of sucks in certain spots. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, because, you know, we're now. We're here now. Well, uh, well, number one, Matthew Broderick goes on to, to become Matthew Broderick. He winds up in tons of things. He's been pretty much seriously acting for a long time, and he's pretty good at what he does. I think his last big job was um, on Broadway doing... Um, how to succeed in business without really trying or was it the producer? Oh, he was actually was... in a no hard feelings so he's in a bunch of stuff and he's done quite well and his sister oh jennifer gray jennifer Sorry. gray of course goes on to do dirty dancing and then disappears well i think she got a nose job and then it kind of ruined her career because she didn't look like herself anymore mm, yeah but she did dirty dancing and that pretty much has got to be money in her pocket for the rest of her life i would presume yeah <laughs> Most of the other actors, I can't remember. Well, Charlie Sheen, of course, goes on to do a few things. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of the staples from other John Hughes movies didn't show up. Like Anthony Michael Hall was in a whole bunch of them because of The Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, a lot of the Brat Pack uh, Molly Ringwald, mm-hmm. Judd Nelson. Was Emilio Estevez part of them? We'll have to talk about the Brat Pack somewhere down the road, too. But that's another one. <laughs> speaking of another one i guess this is the end of the show but this has been what you missed when you didn't exist yeah. and technically you did get to see it just not this when it true. happened <laughs> <laughs> okay till next time i'm corbett and i'm lucy <laughs> mm-hmm.